Plus one is your opportunity to help replenish items for the Third Creek Backpack Program. Each week, volunteers fill backpacks with non-perishable food items for underprivileged children who attend Third Creek Elementary School in Statesville. The full backpacks are brought home on Fridays and returned empty on Mondays. Throughout the month of November, we ask that you buy one item for this program every time you visit the grocery store. Bring these items to the service on Sundays and place them in the marked containers or drop them off at the West office. If you'd like to volunteer or learn more about this program, please go to www.headingwest.org or contact Lori West. Are you shopping this week? Add an item to help feed a child. Plus one. Over on Friday, on Saturday, I was out and heard Christmas carols immediately. You know, there is a season in between like Halloween and Christmas, the season of Thanksgiving. We as a people uh, believe that we have this life that has a purpose. There's a purpose to our being here and our existence on this earth. No matter what religion you are or even not uh, a religion, because we keep hearing about the, the nuns that are increasing in America, spiritual but not religious. Those are the folks that will tell you that there is a purpose to life. Each one of us here and online today, worshiping together, there's a purpose. There's a reason for our existence. That purpose is to live out being a part of the kingdom of God in the here and now and both in the yet to come. This morning we're going to talk about a story of a man named Abram and a promise that he was given It's a promise that you and I are given as well, and it is to have a life that is full. And so over the next three to four weeks, we are going to be intentionally looking as a faith community community on what it means to have a full life. I can tell you what it doesn't mean. It does not mean stuffing your face full of lots of food. Uh, I would never make it in one of those speed-eating contests. Uh, That was a little disgusting, I have to confess, but I'm grateful the food tasted good this morning. But, you know, that, that was actually pretty bad because at one point in my mouth, I had chocolate chip cookie, sugar cookie, chicken nugget, and a potato chip. Because I hadn't thought through, I've got to chew and swallow in a very short amount of time. And so uh, we didn't practice that eating part. Guess what? By the time all of those things came together in my mouth, it was like, mmm. 
That's not what it means to be full. Where are you right now in your life? Would you say that your life is full? Or are you living like the band sang, running on empty? Do you feel like no matter what you do and how hard you try, you keep coming up empty and there must be something more? I hope that after the scripture lesson in just a minute and I give you a a glimpse into this man, uh, Abram, in his life, you'll walk away with a different perspective on how your life can be full. And if you would like, I invite you to stay after worship in the commons area. We have a new small group that's forming. You don't have to commit. You can come once and then not come and then come again. Uh, But it's going deeper with the message. And there are message notes in the back of the auditorium beside the offering boxes outside that you can take home with you. It has the scripture lesson for today and some other points on the message. You see, we are called to have lives that are full. And I believe if we follow in the path of the way of Christ, then we've been given a glimpse of how that happens. I believe that's one of the most beautiful parts of scripture. Is from beginning to end, it gives us a whole picture it gives us lots of different individual stories, yes, but, but it's a whole picture. And we are going to see how this all comes to fruition in just a minute by looking at the life of Abram, who went on to become Abraham and his wife, Sarah. And I want to ask you a question. I want you to respond uh, by clapping the first question. How many of you have ever moved, like from house to house or city or whatever? Clap if you've ever moved. All right, now I want you to clap if you did not know when you set out to move and the moving truck is out in your driveway and all your stuff is on the truck. Uh, When you walked out of your house, your then house, for the last time, I want you to clap if you did not know where you were moving to. Not nearly as many of you, was it? I would love, for those of you who clapped just then, I would love to hear your story because I believe that your story probably has a lot of faith wrapped up in it. That seems unheard of, right? That people would actually leave where they live and they don't know where they're moving to. But that's not the case. That does happen in life. It takes some action. It takes courage And it takes believing in in a couple of things to make that actually come to fruition. Else we would remain frozen where we were. How many times in life do we wait on making a decision about something because we don't have it all figured out first? Some of us who like to plan things, we want to know where we start and where we're going to end up before we ever take the first step to begin the journey. To live a life that is full, I believe that we must have the courage to take the first step before we ever know the outcome. Far too often, I think we try to make sure it all fits together and that we know what's going to end up happening before we ever begin. We call it planning and, and good, good logical sense. 
Scripture shows us a different story. I want us to look at the beginning of a call that was issued to a man who was a faithful follower, worshiper of God. But the call came in a very unique way, and it was a unique call as well. I want you to put yourself in this story and think about if this were to happen to you, what would you do? If this were to happen to someone that you care about and you love and they were to come tell you that this happened to them, what would you do? This is found in Genesis chapter 12. It starts with verse 1. It's the call of Abram. Now remember, later on in Scripture, Abram becomes Abraham, who is the father not just of Christianity ultimately, but Judaism and Islam. Several world religions trace their heritage and their lineage back to this very story. This is pivotal for being a people of faith. And it's a beautiful story. The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house. Go to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went. Now you could think, you know, well, Andrea, you left out some previous details of the story. But you see, that's not really the case. You flip back and you don't really have a whole lot of history or lineage of Abram. Scripture records this story and comes to us with this story with God calling him. That's how it begins. Now, look at what God said. I want you to leave your people, your house, your land, and I want you to follow me. And I'm going to lead you to a new home, the promised land. And there you're going to be a blessing to many. And those who curse you, I'll take care of that. But I want you to follow me. That call that was given to Abram several thousand years ago is the same call that is issued for you and for me. What does it mean to leave our family and our homes and our land? Well, you know, that's not really what the call looks like for us today in the 21st century. But what it does mean is be willing to respond to my ask. Be willing to respond to my question. And follow me, not knowing what the outcome is going to be. 
Now, over the next several weeks, we're going to look at this story in its entirety, and we're going to see how it ends. I'll go on and give you a, a little hint. It ends well. But Abram, who becomes Abraham, never really ends up in the promised land, but his, but his family does. And that's part of the beautiful part of the story. Because, you see, we all have this call from God to leave that which makes us comfortable. To leave those things that perhaps we use as crutches to hold on to and to keep from taking steps of boldness and courage that lead us forward into unchartered territory. Because, you see, it's always easier to stay where we are than to take steps into places unknown. But to live a life that is full, it means we have to do just that. We have to embrace things that challenge us. We have to act before we know the outcome. And note that when Abram answered God, his answer was not verbal. We don't have any, like, dialogue that he engaged with, with God. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I feel like God is asking me to do things, I debate God. Now, it's not an audible debate, but it's one that goes on inside my head and inside my heart. And I can debate God for really long periods of time because I'm always convinced that maybe I know what's best. Because, you see, I err on what's comfortable and I err on what is easy. I want you to listen to this one more time and note what happened when God called Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred, go from your father's house to the land that I will show you. I'll make of you a great nation, and I will bless you. I'll make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. He didn't debate. He left. He did exactly what God called him to do. Notice that the promised land, the end part of the journey, is not really specific. God doesn't say, you know, we're going to move to 3024 Coventry Drive, state, zip code. He just says... I'm going to lead you, I'm going to show you the promised land. And silently, but actively, Abram responds. We're called to respond quietly. We're called to act and to move without any debate. The beautiful thing about this promise is that our response shapes the outcome. What we do and how we respond to God shapes where we end up. And you know what that means? It means it's about the journey. 
that every day and every part of our listening and our responding, it, it's about the journey that we take. And you see, Abram, who became Abraham, who gave birth to so many followers of God, his faithfulness led him to different places on the journey. And every time he would stop, he would worship God and he would give thanks to God and he would demonstrate his faithfulness to God. And then they'd pick up their stuff and they'd move again until they finally made it to the journey, the destination that God had in mind. But it wasn't about that. It was about every step along the way. What does your journey look like today? Do you want a life that's full? Do you want a life that even when the darkest days are in front of you, you can have peace? Well, guess what? It's not some kind of magic potion that exists in a bottle and and we pray and then all this stuff just magically happens. It requires response on our part. It requires sacrifice on our part. It requires steps of bold courage, not knowing where we're going, not knowing how we're supposed to get there, but just getting up, keeping our mouths shut, which is difficult for me at some points in my journey, And then taking steps that follow God. That gives you, I promise, a life that is full. They reach the promised land. And, you know, then for thousands of years, his descendants live in that land and many lands. And they share of this love of God. They kept losing their way. And so ultimately, God gave an embodiment for people to see God. And that was Jesus And he gave people a glimpse of God's goodness and God's divinity and God's love. First of all, I want to thank you for being here. Uh, Last Sunday, we did a State of the Union, you know, a year's view of West. And thank you for your feedback after that. That meant a lot. Also, I want to say thank you for the cards. Uh, October's Pastor Appreciation Month, and I never make a big deal about that because I just don't think it is a big deal. But I think uh, the staff of West launched like a little card writing campaign, and so uh, I kept getting cards in the mail. And I just want to say thank you, or emails, or words of affirmation. So I want to tell you thank you for that. I also want to tell you thank you for being a part of West. You make a difference. And you have, for the past year, third, uh, fed the students of Third Creek. And your generosity is such that uh, we have been able to increase the number of students that we feed. For the month of November, and for this message series called Full... We're going to invite you to do something. We want every one of you that drives a vehicle, a motorcycle, although that could be a little hazardous, so I'm not sure exactly about the motorcycle thing, but everybody here that drives something, we want you to take a bag. Not just one per family, one per vehicle. And I want you to put this in your car. Every time you stop at the grocery store and pick up just something for you guys, to have for dinner, for breakfast, whatever, even if it's just a gallon of milk. I want you to plus one. Buy one non-perishable item for the students at Third Creek. I think it'll add up. Every time we stop and we just run in to grab one thing for us, what if we grab one thing for someone beyond us? 
I believe when we start thinking that way, our lives become full. That was the whole message of Jesus. Sacrifice of self to be at one with God. We're calling it plus one. You can bring your food every week. You can wait till the Sunday before Thanksgiving. But it's astonishing how many times we just stop and grab something for us. Let's plus one for Third Creek. It's an honor and a privilege to be your pastor. And I want us as a community to live lives that are full, that make a difference in this part of North Carolina and in the world. May you go and live lives that are full. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen.